0: There are just many times where I just like, you're right, you, can, you need to be insane to work to do anything. Mm-hmm. Successful people are like idiots, you know what I mean? Like they're all D-bags, but you have to be a D-bag, you have to be so crazy to think you are good enough. To think that what you're writing is good enough for people to read, you have to be stupid. You know, you have to be insane, and so like you have to find that. You have to find that confidence, right? And that confidence is is like nobody's. It's not warranted for any of us. You know what I mean? For anybody, like nobody's writing is good. But you just have to believe it's good, and you like because it is, because it is. And when I say nobody's writing is good, it's it's kind of true. But also everybody's writing is good, and just like if you're if you're genuine, if you're honest, if it's something that you like other people will probably like it, and if they don't that's okay, you know what I mean? Uh, we're all on this weird journey of, of getting better and improving ourselves, and so that's really what, the stuff I try to focus on.
1: So that was a little uh, little speech by this guy Kyle Bossman, that somebody else on YouTube uh, took that clip and added the uh, intense music, but I thought that was kind of cool, it made me think of Yesterday when I was talking about how you really kind of got to shoot for Eternity, you know, (laughs) you really gotta like Like you don't want to try to work on something just at a subsistence level You really got to be kind of full of yourself. You got to be kind of a weird douchebag to really believe in what you're doing In order to stick it out in order to really make something great that makes me think of uh, two common examples that have always kind of come to mind for me, especially with, like, musicians, are Axl Rose and Billy Corgan from Guns N' Roses and the Smashing Pumpkins. It's Like, these guys, you know, they're clearly kind of full of shit, you know? <laughs> like, I'm a huge fan of them. But at the same time, it is obvious that, like, whoa, these guys, are really in their own world. They're really just painting their own fucking canvas. But that's how you really make something great. You know, that's how you make a seven minute song that fucking rules, you know, like you've gotta be kind of full of yourself to pull that off. And uh, this Tim Ferriss book, The 4-Hour Workweek, that uh, I haven't, I fell off reading because I started reading those fearless books, but that I was reading. One of the things he said that I thought was so great is that it's easier to do something impossible than it is to do something mundane. Because if your aim is just to do something normal, like "Ah, I'd just like to do something achievable, I would just like to do something on a subsistence level, I would just like to be a regular guy and achieve a regular thing, that's so unexciting and just so uninspired that to stick with that kind of project, to make it to the end, is actually tough to do. Because who cares, you know, you make it to the end and it's kinda no big deal. You picked your target, you picked your like thing that everyone agrees is completely doable and completely possible. And then you do it like Yay. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get excited about that. It's hard to give a shit. Man, it's very obvious that I'm not on my sweet beach today. Instead I'm in the woods near Metro town and uh there's just people everywhere so i've like walked off the path now i'm just going through the random brush just because like there's one two three four i can see four people right now they're just everywhere they're like little ants they just won't stop but yeah tim ferris put forward this notion that again one of these counterintuitive things but if you aim for the impossible if you're like i'm gonna do something crazy i'm gonna do something that isn't even attainable it's not even possible no one should ever expect me to be able to do this let alone myself in his case it's mostly business goals in my case it's like I want to write a great book I don't I don't just want to write a normal book I don't want to write like oh just a whatever piece of shit boring ass formulaic book I want to write a great book and having that goal makes it easier because it's exciting because you're fired up about it because you need to bring everything you've got to the table every day if you're going to achieve this goal if you're just trying to achieve a boring goal you don't need to bring everything you got you only need to bring 30% power and you know theoretically you'll make it to the end but will you will you make it to the end or will you just give up will you just lose the fire the fire for this project will you just let it go whereas if you're trying to do something super tough if you're trying to do something crazy difficult and you got to bring everything you got to this idea every day you got to face down super high-level problem-solving it's more exciting it's more engaging it keeps you more interested and more invested and Yeah, ultimately, to do the impossible is actually easier and more attainable than doing the completely mundane and completely possible. And that kind of ties into, I guess it was last week I was talking about stuff like novelizations of movie scripts and shit like that, you know? And it's just like, sure, that seems more reasonable. Like, oh, maybe that's the better way to ease yourself into a writing career, but fuck that. And it's just nice to have these kind of ideas kind of uh, validated because it's just how I've always felt. Like, I want to aim for the big thing. I want to believe that I can do this great thing. I want to believe that I can write this crazy book. Like, I guess I've always just kind of felt like that. I've always felt ever since I was a little kid and my, my dad used to kind of bribe me to write. by He'd buy a bag of candies and put the candies up on the shelf and like, every page I wrote or whatever, he'd give me a candy. Just kind of instilling that that's a thing you can do, that there's no reason why you can't. He was a big. He didn't write much himself that I know of, but he, he reads a lot of books, he's a big book fan. So he just kind of instilling that idea that writing is something you can do, there's no reason why not, it's a, it's a, a reasonable goal to have to write a book. Tons of people do it, you can do it too. But then I had that extra little thing in me that I just always felt like, yeah, you know what? Not only can I do this, I can do great at this. I can do amazing shit at this. And that feeling is kind of outside of reality or outside of the evidence because I couldn't actually write that well ever. Maybe still not, (laughs) you know, all these years later. Probably like 30 years later for that particular little writing for candy anecdote. Like learning the skills of how to write is an ongoing process and that's something I'm more realistic about and I try to be more aware of where I actually am on the scale, on the journey in that process. But outside of that, there's just like that ultimate goal, that ultimate place that I know I can get to, I just always felt like is way up there and yeah it's just nice to have that kind of idea validated because it's not something other people feel it's not something that other people will back you on like they kind of don't want to hear that kind of shit they don't want you to be fully yourself they don't want you to shoot for the stars because because it sounds impossible (laughs) you know it sounds like you're just a fucking nut who is just setting yourself up to crash and burn And, of course, your parents and your community, they don't want that for you. They want the safe life, you know? It's like the comedian Patrice O'Neill used to say, it's like why... It's why parents are so happy when you pick a predictable career, like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a doctor, and there's X number of years to go through, there's a clear path, there's a distinct finish line. There's no reason why you can't reach that goal. Whereas if you say, in his case it was, I want to be a comedian, or you say, I want to be a writer, I want to be a musician, whatever. Nobody likes to hear that because it's like telling them about a dream that you had, you know. No one else can understand it. No one else can see how that felt. No one else can see that landscape. They can't see the end of the road. Only you can. You really got to be self-sufficient. You got to be a self-starter, a self-motivator. It's the only way. And yeah, I feel like it is much easier to be motivated and to believe when the goal is big, when the goal is the big goal. The goal is not to have the artistic equivalent of a day job. The goal is not to have an hourly rate, the goal is not to just toil at a mediocre level And yeah, nothing you make is that bad, it's all good enough, it brings in a paycheck, but nothing is that great. And it can never be that great. There's not even an opening for the possibility of it being great. Fuck that! (laughs) Man, fuck that! And I really like going to that Kyle Bossman guy. So I first learned about him in probably 2014, I think? Is when he started doing this series called The Final Bossman, that was just a, a weekly show about video games. And he was really creative and had this cool, funny skits and shit. And then that company closed down, but now he's the host of the Easy Allies podcast, which, if you need a video game podcast, it's my favorite. It's a really good one. But he started working on this thing called Box Peak, that was just one of the side Patreon goals for. He's part of this group called the Easy Allies, which I love that name too, Easy Allies. Like, I hate. Friendships that are a lot of work to maintain. I like easy allies. I want easy allies, you know I don't want to have to fight to be your friend. If it's too big of a problem There's just no need for that. Be an easy ally. That's such a great term But he started working on this thing and uh, I didn't really pay that much attention I'm just like hey, okay, he's doing this weird little web show called Box Peak. I don't really know what it is I just kind of was like well, whatever, let's just put that aside and let's just You know, whatever when it's done, I'll see what it is and he put out like a preview of the first episode. So, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever time in history, go to YouTube and look up Kyle Bossman Box Peak and just check this thing out because it's so awesome. Like, the way I've been talking about movies lately and how I'm just kind of done with movies and TV, like, the more I think about that, the more sure I am about it. Of just like, it's been kind of years of this tug of war, this push and pull of like, Like movies and TV, it's just kind of accepted that we're all supposed to pay attention and we're all supposed to give a shit. But it's just like such little flecks of gold, you know? It's just like you gotta sift through so much shit to find these little bits of things that are good that I really have hit the point where it's just like it doesn't feel like it's worth the search anymore. I remember once I went down a list of like the top 100 movies of the 2000s. And I think I picked out three movies that I liked, you know, it's just like, Jesus, you know, (laughs) this shit really does suck. And it seems more and more like just the larger picture of the entertainment industry, the mainstream industry of movies and TV. I mean, there's more TV shows than ever before. There's probably more movies too. But the corrosion of conformity is so total that even stuff that thinks it's being subversive and even stuff that thinks it's drawn outside the lines, just so isn't. Like, there's still so many assumptions and so much that's taken for granted that is granted, not granite, (laughs) so much that's taken for granted that is identical amongst everything everything in the mainstream like it really does seem like beyond whatever surface storyline or surface message or surface whatever the underlying message the underlying concept to me really feels like everybody is just saying hey look at me i'm part of the bland mass i'm part of the big conformist worm ball (laughs) like and i know that makes me sound like a total asshole but again you got to be full of yourself you got to be a douchebag to really do great shit and this really is how i feel like i really feel like as a whole you can just take movies and you can take tv and you can fucking throw them away because nobody is doing anything creative nobody's doing anything interesting like they're so mired in The mass subconscious is just the collective whole, the collective soul, you know, that they don't even know that they are. They can't even see how much of the human experience they're never addressing and how much of life on earth they're never even considering expressing. And it just makes everything bland and everything pointless and it's just like it's hard to even remember why you watched something after you watched it. It's hard to understand what was supposed to be important or interesting about it. And people just keep watching. But not me! (laughs) You know? I mean, I think there could be part of it is like my physiology is kind of forcing me to fucking confront this because i i physically don't like it i don't like to sit down and watch a movie i hate it i get agitated i get antsy i don't have add in any other way just in that i can't like the idea of sitting down and marathoning a tv show just put a shotgun in your fucking mouth like what is wrong with you man Go find something to get excited about. Go find some project of your own to work on, and you'll just. you won't be able to do that anymore. It'll drive you crazy to sit down and watch this fucking pablum. Anyway, the point of that rant is that there's still cool shit out there, but the cool shit is the weird little individual shit. And so this show Box Peak. I legitimately love this show Box Peak more than any hundred million dollar movie or even a a four million dollar movie any movie you know this little tiny low budget thing where it's all just little cut out paper characters on like little sticks like little popsicle sticks or whatever and he films those and does the voiceover with his friends and it's got this great theme song and this ridiculous little plot where it's like a, a play on pokemon and digimon and that type of stuff where there just appears to be a whole society that is apparently just completely based around this one kid's game (laughs) for no fucking reason and in this case it's this game called Box Peak that is a terrible game it's like when you first heard of like Pogs and you're like Jesus Pogs are not a very good game but it's just because they were trying to make a game out of you know, milk caps, <laughs> that's what box peak is, it's like, it's just boxes, it's like, what kind of game could you possibly play if you're just two kids with a, who each have a box, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be a great game, but this whole society is like, got super high-tech robots and scoring systems and everything based on this stupid game, and it's so fucking awesome, and the way that it's all hand-drawn, and these little characters are cut out by hand, and it's amazing, and it's like, super double amazing because you watch it and you're like I could do that it's that Kevin Smith clerks feeling of like I could do that but at the same time you recognize like that's a lot of work it would be a lot of work just on a physical side to do this and to conceptualize of this idea like Kyle has got a long history of like loving Pokemon or growing up with Pokemon But also thinking Pokemon is fucking stupid, you know, (laughs) and, like, getting fed up with, like, re-releases of Pokemon games and playing through them a second time and realizing, like, what a, and realizing what a waste of time a lot of it is. And this just brings all that together in such a great way. It's that thing, like, uh, if you ever saw the show Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, I fucking love that show. It's this BBC show that there's only, like, six episodes, and it's kind of based on like the what was it called the hitchhiker but like these like 80s anthology horror shows and it makes fun of them but at the same time it just shows such love for them you know because all the details are so right and so appropriate and that's a box peak is like it's like you know this guy grew up with pokemon and digimon and all that shit. that was that was a little after my time like i was by the time the pokemon card game hit big i was a teenager working in a comic shop So my experience of Pokemon was that fucking crazy rush of uh, people trying to get the Pokemon cards and just calling everywhere and I had to just field so many calls a day looking for Pokemon cards and, you know, you just take that phone off the hook after a while because you can't fucking deal with it anymore. (laughs) Like that, that was my experience with the Phenomenon. But you can tell Kyle grew up with that shit and loved that shit and he wants to like pay tribute to that shit but also point out how ridiculous it is and also make this fun cool thing with his friends that is just so handmade and handcrafted and so awesome. And man that makes me more excited than anything. Like as far as big movies go, it's not always awful like Thor Ragnarok was last year and I liked that movie a lot. I actually snuck into it a second time just because I was at the old theater I used to work at so I know all the ins and outs of that movie theater. And I was like, oh, I know how to sneak into movies here, it's super easy. But there's nothing I want to see, I'll just go see Thor again. And it it did hold up, Thor is really good. But that is not common, you know, most of the time. If I had to think of the movie that I enjoyed in the theater before Thor, I can't think of it, like, I don't know. It would be a long ways back, because I just have no idea. Whereas this, this fucking box peak show, I've literally watched it ten times. I love it. I love it so much. And I guess that's, that's what I felt like ranting about today, is those two... It's like two sides of the same coin. Is that I think you should shoot for the fucking moon. You should shoot for, I want to make something great. I want to make the greatest thing I can make. And at the same time, what that means doesn't mean I need to go court the mainstream, I need to get a hundred million dollars, I need to do this thing that is going to be on the billboards everywhere and everyone's going to care about. No, to shoot for the stars, to shoot for that great thing, that that amazing thing that somebody's going to watch ten times and is just going to make their fucking week and is just going to like impress them. Like, man, I just was like so happy to see this Boxpeak show. It doesn't have to be a big thing, it can be a little thing. And maybe it's better if it is a little thing. you got to reach down into yourself. You've really got to find what you think is cool, what you think is important, what you care about. And the chances of that being a great big mainstream blockbuster gangbang, I mean, of course it wouldn't be. What does that say about you? (laughs) Do you actually want to make art? Do you actually want to make something? Or do you just want to be famous? Do you just want people to look at you and know who you are? Like, the two things aren't even compatible, you know? It's not a coincidence that mainstream shit is just... just flavorless oatmeal. It's just nothing. But these little things that you can make with your friends, man. Beautiful. Just so beautiful. So for song of the day, let's play the Box Peak theme song, because man, it's fucking catchy. I'm so into it. So yeah, Box Peak. Super cool. Just the super cool shit, man. It's out there. It's out there somewhere. Even as far as, like, mainstream shit goes, I mean, like, in the case of Thor Ragnarok, I mean, we had to fight through two terribly boring Thor movies, and then a bunch of Marvel movies that are, you know, some of them are pretty good, but they're super formulaic, like, mega formulaic. And then we finally get to this point, 20 movies in, where Taika Waititi gets to fucking direct a superhero movie. And, I mean, I accidentally went to see Eagle vs. Shark with my friend way back, you know, like we just stumbled on this guy. His movie Boy is pretty good. I haven't watched it in a while. I should watch that again. But, uh, yeah, I'm not saying the mainstream can never be good, but it's really not worth sifting through. That's not where stuff is happening. That's not where things are interesting. But if you search Search out in the wild blue yonder. There is a ton of weird, interesting stuff happening. And I hope that you and I can add to that coolness some beautiful day in the future. Boxpeak, okay, I'll speak to you tomorrow.
0: Jordy gets a box! Hi, everybody. Kyle Bossman here, making a video to explain to you my plans for the next Easy Allies Stretch Goal, which is a show that I want to make. You know, obviously, I've been stressing about this for a long time. Uh, But then I was inspired recently. You get inspired in weird places. Um, I was visiting family over spring break, and my mom brought the basket where she has kept all of the art. I've ever made, and my sister, uh, s- since we were children, since we were three or four, up until we graduated high school, and all the art we were ever proud of, and in that basket, near the bottom, near Kyle Bossman, age five, age six, kindergarten, I found this. Uh, this is, this is a puppet. This is not just a weird little drawing. What I would do, everyone, and th- I made a lot of these. I would, I would make a bunch of weird little puppets like this and I would tell my teacher okay the show is ready and then I would gather everyone in the class and I would put on I would put on a play just making the story up as I'm going along doing all the voices and everything and I looked at this guy who is admittedly charming and I said I could do this I could do this in 2017 And so I tried it out. I tried out some things. I really was attracted to the idea of making this weird paper puppet show. And obviously, it'll look better than this. It's going to look better than this thing. But uh, to me, this is funny. There's some sort of uh, inherent charm to something like this. And so I was thinking about these paper puppets, what I can do with with these things, what kind of story you could tell, what kind of show you could possibly do. And the idea I came up with is not necessarily video game related, but it's something that's in video games. You see it happen a lot in video games. This idea of a world where everyone in this world loves this stupid game, this stupid, obscure competition. I'm mean, You think like Yu-Gi-Oh!, you think like Pokemon, you think what I assume Beyblade is like. It's just like, oh, you play Beyblade? Yeah, I do! Let's get a stadium full of people watch Beyblade! That kind of thing. That's such a fun world to play around in, and I think I could do that. I think I could not necessarily do a satire, do a spoof of that kind of thing, but I kind of want to, you know, start there but then tell stories within a world in which everyone loves a stupid game. But then I had to think of a stupid game. I had to think of what kind of duel paper people could have. Because if you think about it, you know, you know the, the, uh, the medium and the message and all those things, where if it was a show about, you know, karate, uh, martial arts, um, just having paper things kind of collide into each other is kind of a joke. Uh, if you would do a show about karate... A show about martial arts the paper isn't the best way to communicate that and so i try to think of what would work here and i think i got it everybody and this is the show this is the entire show it's called box peak and the game's called box peak and within box peak two people get into boxes right facing each other they're their hinges on the top of the boxes and there's two ways to win box peak one you peek at your opponent for four seconds two you catch your opponent peeking <laughs> and there's obviously I wrote Lots of other rules uh, Three other rules But it's whatever um, That's the game That's the dumb game This is hilarious to me I can't wait to make this Box, Pack up your life and go No second time.